Welcome to the official podcast for the Bible quizzing program of the Pentecostals of Marshall. This podcast is a resource for our Bible quizzers and Bible quiz families with the goal of producing knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the scriptures that are being memorized. Welcome to this brand new episode on the Bible Quizzing Podcast. I'm really glad that you're with us today because in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the doctrine or the truth that God is a spirit. One of the senior verses, John chapter 4 verse 24 says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, I believe everybody's memorizing 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Can you tell me what that one says? Okay, let's see if you got it. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now, the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. So both of these verses, John chapter 4 verse 24 and 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17, teach us that God is a spirit. And this means that God doesn't have a physical body like you and I have a physical body. And because God is a spirit, he's invisible to the human eye. One of the senior verses, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 17 says, Now unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So God is invisible. Not only is he an invisible spirit, but he's also omnipresent. Do you know what omnipresent means? Omnipresent means everywhere present. In other words, The Spirit of God is everywhere all at once. Now, you and I can only be in one place at a time, but God is with you right now, and he's also everywhere else. Isn't that incredible? My mind is blown. That was was my mind being blown. King Solomon, who was King David's son, knew that God is omnipresent. And that is why he said this after building a temple for God, one of our senior scriptures, 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 27. Solomon said, But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain thee, how much less this house that I have builded. And can you quote Acts chapter 17, verse 24? Okay, here it is. Acts 17, 24. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. You've probably heard about people worshiping idols. God's word has a lot to say about that. 
And God commanded his people to never make or worship idols or images. God is too big for us to have a picture or a statue that represents him. And it's important to remember that no matter where you are, God is there. Okay, parents, let's talk for just a minute about the importance of this doctrine, this truth that God is a spirit. Why does it matter that our children know and understand this? Well, I want to point out that it goes really well with the second of the Ten Commandments. Let me just read it to you from Exodus chapter 20. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. And if I could summarize this second commandment in modern day vernacular i'd say it like this don't form anything with your hands that represents or replaces me and of course this is a strange thing this is a different thing when you look at the totality of religion uh, over the over the years many many religions have made some kind of idol or image that represents and replaces their God. And this commandment teaches us to, to not make God in our image or to make God in our imagination. I mean, after all, we're, we're created in his image and we don't define what God is or who he is or how he is. God's word defines that for us and we don't want to get in the habit of trying to make God in our image or in our imagination what we want him to be. It also teaches us not to make God a location that you can be in the presence of and then out of the presence of. Like, you know, I'm in God's presence when I'm at church on Sunday, but I'm out of God's presence when I'm at work or at school on Monday and Tuesday, etc. It also teaches us that you know, there's nowhere that we can go from his presence, which is a, a fearful thing and a wonderful truth at the same time. We can't hide anything from God. He's seeing everything that happens. And so that means, of course, we want to live a life of obedience to him and a life that's pleasing to him. But also we, we can know that in every trial or every struggle, everything that we're going through, that God sees us and God knows exactly where we're at and not just he doesn't just see us but he's there with us he's omnipresent and then finally it teaches us not to shrink God down to something manageable that we can compartmentalize like you know God is good for my for for my religious life but not for my secular life of course the the Bible makes no distinction between our religious life and our secular life we don't just you know, come worship God or spend time uh, 15 minutes in the morning worshiping God and then the rest of our life is separate from him. And our children need to know and understand this. God is a spirit. He's everywhere present. He's always with us. And we don't want to 
make him in our imagination or relegate him to a certain part of our life. He's all-encompassing. So let's pray that our children understand this and know this through having a personal daily relationship with him. And isn't it an awesome thing that we have the opportunity to do that? Thank you so much for listening today. I want this podcast to be a blessing to our Bible quizzing program, and I hope that you enjoy it. I'd love to have some feedback from you on the show. If you're listening on the Anchor app on your mobile device, you can leave me a voice message directly in the application. If you're listening on your podcast application of choice, whether it be Apple iTunes or Overcast or another application, feel free to email any questions or feedback to the first follower plus sign bq at gmail.com. Again, that's T-H-E, the number one, S-T, follower, plus sign, B-Q, for Bible quizzing, at gmail.com. And if you, whether quizzers or parents, have a good question or comment, it could even be featured on the next episode. Thank you for listening and have a great day.